What's up, everybody? Welcome back to If Plants Could Talk. This is Garrett. I'm your host. Wow. No palito.arte. Paul. We started this podcast with a breathing exercise. And their energy from the beginning of the episode was fantastic and exactly what I needed before starting the podcast. They made me feel comfortable immediately and I felt like they were comfortable immediately and Paul shared some very incredibly powerful stuff, uh, some very dark stuff as well. Uh, this episode could be activating for some due to the fact that we did discuss sexual violence against children, uh, them in particular and other instances of trauma and went into depth with mental illness. So if you are sensitive to these topics, proceed with caution. And for those of us that can relate to the incredible stuff that Paul shared, I think that this was a fantastic episode, very positive and uplifting in it great step in the right direction for this podcast. So thank you, Paul, for sharing everything that you did. And thank you for leading us in a breathing exercise. And thank you for sharing your art and your music to be featured on this show. So the opening song that you just heard was written by Paul. So the song you heard in the intro is by Quick Draw Girlfriend. And the album it's an ep titled ep002 and the track is titled sir julian which i absolutely love the title of the track and any imagery you see in the intro and outro is also done by nopalito.arte if you guys don't follow paul i can't recommend them enough very talented very gifted artist and uh, an incredible human being that i see going places for sure that's it that's all i got here's paul Woo! We All are right. here, baby. Energy is good. No palito. Dot arte. Yep. What's no up, palito. Paul? What's up? How, How are you doing? Uh, fantastic. After your guided breath work exercise we just did, thank you for that. Yeah, I uh, I try my best. <laughs> How, but that's usually what I try and practice like every day. How is the volume on your end? Sorry, I should have checked before we started because I I've been coming in kind of loud lately. Is it mm. is it loud on your end? Uh, no, it's actually like. It's Okay. It's pretty uh pretty good. I have my volume like all the way low. Okay. Let me see. Go again. Awesome. Yeah. Sounds okay. Good. Great. So I'm sorry. You were saying that you practice breath work every day, and yeah, I try to. Yeah. Um, because now I'm I'm unemployed. I guess it's like that's like a good thing and a bad thing. But <laughs> yeah, yeah. So like as a ritual before work, kind of starting your day. You like to, you like to start your day like that. Yeah, I usually start my day like. Um, I start off with three journal pages every day and then, well, sorry. So I do my breath work first and then I do the three journal pages just yeah. to like, um, just to get everything out of my head and release all that, like, just like brain drain kind of stuff. Yeah. Do you mind, uh, exploring why, where, what inspired that? Like what drew you to that kind of a ritual? Where is it stemming um, from? And so it's actually, so the, 
53 pages starts from uh, this book I read called The Artist's Way. Uh-huh. Uh, I actually forgot who it's by, but it's super like accessible. You could like get it on eBay for like two bucks. <laughs> but it's basically like a whole workbook on like how to like uh, get back to like your inner artist. Because like everyone's an artist. Everyone creates in like any way, whether it's like illustration, cooking, music, mm-hmm. uh, even like um, like floral design, building, just like a lifestyle is, is an art. Sure. Um, but yeah, so it starts from that. And I, I learned that from my artist coach, um, Shiva Rasa. Uh-huh. Uh, her name's Sarah. She's based out of LA and she's like a DJ and um, like a... She does, uh, what is that called? It's like some kind of dancing uh, where you just like, you like freely dance. Like ecstatic dance? Ecstatic dancing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That's what it is. That's what it is. Yeah, you should check her out. I I really feel like you would vibe with her and like, you're you're in that area anyway. So maybe one day you could attend to one of her things. Have you uh, been involved in the dance community at all? She said she's a DJ. Is that that what you're referring to? Like dance music or? Yeah, she she does like... um, like bass, bass music, like uh, oh, yeah. like pretty heavy. Like I don't know if you're you're familiar with like Chicago footwork or like um, like future bass kind future of. Future bass, yeah, does, like, yeah, totally. yeah. She does like trap music. She's she's sick. She's she's like an amazing artist. Um, and she's also buddies with my other artist coach. Uh, they go by Dot. Um, they're also based out of LA. Oh, sorry, I'm like going on a tangent you're no you're totally fine please <laughs> keep going this episode is about you paul <laughs> yeah so anyway that's why i learned all these like uh-huh. uh these like grounding exercises because like naturally i'm pretty anxious yeah. and i guess it comes from like my childhood and like yeah just you know you know you know like mm-hmm. you know what it is to be human so <laughs> yeah man um well I'm, I'm glad to hear that that you're finding benefit from that because i know anxiety can be very crippling and for like people that don't experience it it's kind of hard to comprehend you know that and uh yeah it can be very intrusive and you know make it difficult to sleep make it difficult to socialize and be vulnerable and you almost like hide yourself because you're feeling so nervous or on edge right oh heck yeah it manifests into anger sometimes you know and yeah it's from childhood from trauma most likely right yeah, for sure. Neglect even or not feeling um, connection to humans, the love that you may have needed or wanted, right? Word, yeah. It, definitely that. Um, like, mine manifests in, like, uh, insomnia. Ooh, yeah. I, I didn't, yeah, like, like, I could go to sleep at, like, 10.30 p.m. Mm-hmm. And then, like, for the past two years, I've been waking up at, like, 2 a.m. And just, like, tossing and turning until, like, the sun's up. Yeah, and it really affected like my mood and like just like my daily life um but recently it's been a lot better i think because like i felt better mm-hmm. um like i feel like a little like cog has like clicked in the right place in my life mm. and like things are moving forward so you know yeah. i think that it's not just you i see that happening to a lot of people like yesterday i was scrolling through instagram and i realized how much people are stepping their game up with the plant content. Like oh, heck yeah. people that I already respected are really like doubling down and making some amazing stuff. And I've noticed that too. Yeah. It's, you know, like, a I don't know. Shout out cactus update. Like he's been doing a bunch of sick, there you go. sick work. Yeah. Um, 
Charlie, Charlie sucks. I love that guy. Awesome. Um, they, they've been posting a lot of cool stuff They're, They just came out with some stickers. Uh, so I'll be getting some in. Thank you, Charlie. <laughs> uh, speaking of stickers, dude, your Martillo Cactus Geometrizans Fukuroku Ryu Zimboku sticker is oh heck yeah, my favorite one that this you baby? sent. The one, yeah, the one that's a favorite one that you sent me by far. I really enjoy that. Uh, obviously, it's inspired by booby cactus, but what else inspired it? Like, how did how did the boobies cactus become what she is, and what did okay. the letter say? So it's actually a long story. Okay. Um, well, this could be a it, long podcast idea, if you want. Yeah, the idea was conceived like long before I made this illustration. Mm-hmm. Um, so like I started collecting cactus like around the pandemic. Like you know, that's when I that's when I feel like most people started out. Mm-hmm. Um, but like the fir- one of my first cacti was uh, that uh, the boob cactus cultivar. Mm-hmm. And, like, when I saw it, I thought of uh, games like Shin Megami Tensei. Okay. Have you ever played that game? Mm-mm. Okay. Well, it's, like, a like a demon game. Like, there's, like, a bunch of demons. It's, like, an RPG. Mm-hmm. Um, so I was, like, dude, this looks like something, like, really perverse and, like, demonic. And, like, I don't know. It looks sick. Um, so, like, I had that idea in my head. And then, like, I was going through some shit. And I was, like, man, I need to, like, make some art. So, like, two years later, like, in 2021... Um, I, I like got an iPad and I got procreate and, uh, I started like drawing the exact image in my head. Like I already had this, this idea, this whole idea in my head and Mm -hmm. it had just been like, like sitting in there, like perfectly like pristine. And I just like translated it to my iPad and like, I was like, there it is. That's sick. Um, but like the art style I kind of got from, uh, Jojo's Bizarre Adventure. Okay. Have you ever seen that anime? Mm -mm. Okay, it's on Netflix. It's really funny um, and, like, kind of dark, but um, still, like, I, I wouldn't say happy-go-lucky, but it's, like, ridiculous. It's but so- I really... What was that? I was going to say, it sounds like you have an appreciation for the darker arts a little bit. Yeah. So, like, I my my style has been, like, pretty, like, gritty and, like, violent since I was a kid. Mm. Um, even though I'm like a really like happy person. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 So like, I'm a really cheerful person uh-huh. and like pretty sweet to everybody. Um, but like in school I would draw these like really violent, like anime inspired, like images, like in like third grade mm-hmm. and like my teachers would, um, like call my mom and <laughs> like, be like, Hey, like what's wrong with your kid? And my mom's like, that's their art you know you just let them do what they want to do and that's the way that they're expressing themselves um so like i've always had this type of style uh maybe i could send you like some of my art from high school it's like still like reminiscent of that i'm i'm sorry have i not i want to make sure i like honor your pronoun did did i refer to you as he do you prefer they oh yeah so uh if i i'm non-binary okay and my wife is non-binary too. We're awesome. like, yeah, it, it just works out that way. Um, so I prefer, I prefer they, but uh-huh. like he, she, it's like, it's all good. All of the above. Yeah, yeah, all the above. <laughs> it, um, but I mostly like, uh, it's just like, I kind of express how I feel like on a different day every day. <laughs> Can we talk about this uh, fluidity of sexuality and gender just for a moment? Uh, just because I'm sure there's a lot of people that don't understand 
and I right. have a very novice understanding, but I would say enough uh, to to get it. Um, how how do you like feel about that? Is it is do you feel like everyone gender wise and sexuality can be on a spectrum that varies from yeah. time to time, moment to moment, day to day? Uh, for sure. So like, well, first off, like gender doesn't really like specify your sexuality sure like sexuality yeah they're like they're like within like the same parallel maybe yeah it's like it's not directly like correlated yeah but so like you could identify as one thing and then your sexuality is like another thing sure so it's just like uh bisexual and pansexual like bisexual even though like the the word like the prefix bi means two sometimes mm-hmm. um it doesn't necessarily mean you're like attracted to just men and women it's like whatever gender you are yourself and then the other binary is everybody else mm-hmm. so like it's kind of like an all-encompassing like um sexual fluidity do you know anything about the native americans that had uh basically non-binary uh medicine men have you ever heard about that like they were like uh, looked up to in in the tribal days, from my understanding, uh, as like there's a name for it even their title. Yeah, it's two spirit. Yeah, two spirit. Two, two spirit people. Yeah, um, I I honestly can't speak on that. Sure. Um, I am like uh, Native Mexican and Spanish. Cool. Um, but yeah, I, I'm not too sure on that. But um, I think that's like a more of a sacred like a sacred thing to them. Yeah, I think they were looked to as like wise. Uh, they had wisdom that other people in the community may not have because they had the understanding of uh, both worlds, the masculine, the feminine, right? Something like yeah, that. Yeah, I think that's what I've heard as well. Yeah, that's cool, man. Well, I yeah. respect that, and uh, thank you for being open about that, man. Yeah, no worries. Um, but yeah, my wife, like, so my wife looks pretty cis female, uh-huh. right? Um, like the way that you appear doesn't really, uh, indicate your like sexual, your gender or sexual, uh, preference either. And like some, I don't know, I guess some people see me as like cis male too, like cis male meaning like I appear, I appear male. Um, but like on the inside, like, you know, I feel, I feel like, you know, feminine. (laughs) I'd like to share something with you. I mean, I have orchid purple orchids on my arm and uh, a big heart on the middle of my chest and have always kind of felt uh, as i'm on the more feminine side and was like kind of made fun of because of that growing up as a kid you know i mean Go i ahead. used to wear makeup to raves like full eyeshadow everything um i don't identify any a particular way but um yeah uh it, it's interesting that some i think some people can embrace that about themselves and i think it's a great quality to have actually like i when i see the feminine that you're reporting in yourself i like that uh that's cool, yeah man. yeah i'm proud of it like yeah. um when when i was like in elementary um people people would call me gay but like i was like yeah uh, i don't think i'm gay like i i do feel feminine and like um when i was little my great grandma uh, she would call me El Pretty Boy because, like, I looked, I had, like, pretty, like, uh-huh. well, pretty features. 
um and my mom would kind of like dress me up as like a girl (laughs) like if you so I attended my parents wedding and I was like in this like frilly like thing so I don't know it's just kind of like either it grew on me or like it really just was me like I don't know but yeah it's cool to embrace like however you feel and it takes a lot of work to like um to dig into that was there a lot of female influences on your in you like growing up yeah for sure um so like my dad he was like uh, it's like a common story like he 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 was like there but like not really like he was at work he was like doing stuff but he wasn't like really there for me so my uh I was raised by my mom my grandma and my tia and my great grandma Mm -hmm. Uh, so they raised me up until well, my great grandma raised me up until I was seven and she passed away. And then until then, like, it's kind of like just my, my maternal, uh, my maternal side of the family. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's probably why, like, I do feel this way. And like, um, a lot of like previous girlfriends that I've had, uh, like all their moms, like love me. They're like, wow, you really know how to treat like a woman. And I'm just like, I mean, it's just, it, it came natural to me. I don't know why they had such a problem, but now, like, it makes sense. It's like being raised by women kind of, like, shows you, like, a more intuitive side, um, like, when you're, like, dealing with people. Yeah. That, that maternal, uh, like, uh, instinct kind of yeah. is instilled in you. Yeah. Yeah. I had a similar experience. And I think a, a lot of men in our generation or, yeah, uh, grew up, with absent fathers, even when the fathers may have been actually present, you know, right. Um, our, our fam, our parents generation didn't really have the tools that we have today. And, uh, it's not their fault by any means. I, I don't hold it against mine, but, uh, yeah, it was just, it was a interesting time to grow up, uh, with the tough love and, uh, uh the man's got to do this, right? Like a man has a, had a, had a role in, in mm-hmm. the family, at least in my, fa- my house. And apparently that role was <laughs> to be absent <laughs> and just work, and work. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, and not be like even present when being present. Um, so I didn't really have that bond, you know, that, but uh, a paternal bond. Um, and I think that's pretty commonplace. R- I think you so agree too. With that statement. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Uh, like my, most of the people on my, my father's side, um, they were like, yeah, you know, e- even like the moms on my father's side, for some reason, like my grandma, like they're like, yeah, a man has to like work. Yeah. And like, as long as they work, they don't really have to like do anything else. They don't have to be there for the kids. But yeah. you know what? Like my mom, my Nana, my Tia, like they all worked and they still took care of the kids. Like yeah. they're tough, man. Yeah. Yeah, man. I was changing diapers on all my kids, including a stepchild that I was sort of raising when I was 18. I'm changing diapers, watching basically uh, homeschooling, uh, preschool at home for a lot of them. And, uh, yeah, I, I really picked up a lot of that, I think from my mom for sure. And from the women influences in my life. Yeah. Hell yeah. All power to women, dude. Yeah. I man. mean, well, like to like, Everyone. you know, all genders, Everyone. But, <laughs> but still yeah. moms, like, fuck yeah, moms. <laughs> yeah, well, I also, I mean, I hear a section of the feminine population that, um, still, very much wants to be identified as women, you know? Mm. And, and I understand that and totally respect that. You know what I mean? You, you know what I'm talking about? Like they're, uh, 
I don't know, feminists. <laughs> you know? Yeah, yeah. So yeah, girl power, man. Right. <laughs> oh yeah, I think you could be a feminist no matter what. Uh, yeah, gender There's, you identify yeah, with. Right. Yeah, for sure. That makes sense. Let's uh, talk about plants. When when did you? Thank you for that very deep <laughs> introduction yeah, <no> worries. <laughs> into your entire childhood. Uh, when did the plants come into your story? When did you find plants? You said before the pandemic. What was that like? Yeah. So before the pandemic, let's start like back start, to my childhood. Start whenever you want. <laughs> yeah. So uh, I grew up in what um, crime pays, but botany doesn't call the Tamalipan thorn scrub. <laughs> okay. Is that an so, area? Yeah. So it's like a specific biome. Um, I'm, it's where, where I'm from is the Rio Grande Valley. Are you familiar with that? I definitely have heard of it. Are you familiar with Star County? Star County, no. Oh, okay. Well, uh, a lot of Lophophoras are from Star County. Okay. Yeah. And same thing with uh, Astrophytums. Okay. Uh, so yeah, I'm from that area. So like, since I was a kid, like I knew about like, they wouldn't call them lophophores, but they would call them peyote. Like uh -huh. they'd be like, oh yeah, you gotta go find the peyote. Awesome. Um, yeah, I never found one when I was a kid. Um, cause I grew in a county, I grew up in a county neighboring Star County, uh -huh. which was Hidalgo County. And there like the soil is not like as like loamy. Mm -hmm. Um, so there weren't any loaves there, but there was a lot of Apuntia, which I kind of derived my name from, Nopalito. Uh, in Spanish, we call Apuntias no, Nopals. Yeah. And then the little fruit on top is called a, a tuna, like a tuna fish. Mm. Um, but yeah, so I grew up on a ranch and like there were tons of like Apuntias, a couple of uh, Echinocereus. Um, they were pretty rare. Um, but they, they were there, like, they were rare for me, at least as a kid, like, trying to find them. Uh -huh. um, and they, were, they would typically grow under, like, the mesquite trees, because they were pretty shady. Um, but, like, the mesquite trees have, like, really thin uh, leaves, so, like, a lot of sun would be able to, like, uh, slip through and, like, uh, help them grow. Um, but, yeah, so I grew up on the ranch, and I would see a bunch of apuntias, and like I would go through the what what would, we would call like uh, a monte, which is kind of like a like a forest or like a brushy area. Mm -hmm. And um, yeah, just like hang out there and be there for hours and just like sit with animals. Uh, one time I had like a pretty close encounter with like a like a bobcat. Wow. Yeah, and we just like like we were probably like ten feet away from each other. And I was probably like, like 14 or so. Mm. And we just like looked at each other and then I turned around and it was gone. <laughs> wow. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so plants have been like a part of my life for as long as I can remember. Um, I think my first plant was like a, uh, what are those called? A peace lily. Mm. Mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah. So uh, it, it died really quick because uh, I didn't give it any light. I was probably like in college. I didn't get like potted plants until I was in college because I didn't have, uh, I didn't have a, a job in high school. Okay. Like I don't know if like most kids worked in high school or not. I don't um, know either. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so like I think my first paycheck, I got plants to like put in my room and awesome. they all died. 
Um, but yeah, so like come come like uh, twenty twenty one, I was living in San Jose at the time, mm. uh, San Jose, California, mm. um, and uh, yeah, I was like, okay, how I, I can't go out, so how am I gonna like bring nature in? And then I started looking at bonsai, and I was like, okay, bonsai are really big, and I can't seem to find like too many pots to like store them Mm -hmm. so like i was like what if i do like cactus arrangements and like arrange them like bonsai Mm. and then like i looked up like japanese cacti and then like that took me to like super kabutos and like all that stuff Mm -hmm. and like i just went down that rabbit hole and i was like holy shit like i'm never coming out of here (laughs) and so yeah i think 2020 no no, 2020. Yeah, sorry. I've been saying 2021. Uh, 2020 uh, was when I like splurged the most on all my cacti. And I bought a lot of like super kabutos and like 90% of them died because uh, like they're super fickle for some reason. Mm. Um, but like my tephro cactus and then like a couple of um, my aerocarpus stayed alive. So uh, yeah, that's cool. And I actually have a few plants here. Yeah, please. Well, I love yeah. that you shared uh, all the way back to the, cause that, that's like kind of something I try to pull out of people is like, when did you first notice plants <laughs> and you did an excellent job identifying uh, exactly when you started to notice them. It sounds like uh, plants have always been a part of your life for sure. Oh, hell yeah. 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 Especially cause like I would take those, I'm like naturally introverted. So I take those like long walks into yeah. like the monte. Um, so they kept me company. I think we're alike in, in all of that. Let me, yeah, let's see. What do you got there? Sure. So this one is probably one of my favorite. Ooh, God, is that uh, Godzilla or cauliflower? Yeah, it's a, it's a God, it's a super Godzilla, uh-huh. uh, or like a Godzilla coral. Righteous. So I picked this up last year and it's been doing pretty well. I think the rootstock is kind of like, oh, it's grafted. Yeah, it's grafted. Um, so it's like growing like kind of tall versus like mm-hmm. wide, but it's cool. I kind of like, like the round like globular look it stays in the pot too like it stays the right size for that like the width for that pot yeah this is a gel and ceramics pot i won it um in a raffle and i also won like a like a uibo like a a lofafora uibo from Mm -hmm. that too yeah shout out gel and ceramics um is that the one you posted last night the oibo uh no actually that was another one um so the that one looks similar to an Oibo, uh, but the seller said it was like a Kiko. I got that one in like 2020. Oh, Kiko, that's what you said, yeah. Or like, Kiko. yeah, early 2021, sorry. That's cool. Yeah. Um, and then I have this like darker variety of Godzilla. Ooh. I really love Aerocarpus. It's mm. my my favorite. And it's in a Variegated Troy pot. Hell yeah. Shout out Variegated Troy. That dude is so sweet. I love him. Hell yeah. Um, but yeah, this is like the darker variety have awesome. you seen I, I i'm not like super versed in aerial carpus mm. yeah i, I well, like them is... i've got one sitting over here too just oh, which, which type do you have it's a it's in a variegated troy pot too i'll show it to you hold on yeah let's see I just because i just butt chugged it it's a retusis i got it from, it from mikey loves magic and i have oh hell yeah i have some seedlings that uh i got because when mikey gave it to me it had fruits on it and it, they just busted open all over the freaking place, man. So I, I got them up. That's sick. Mikey loves magic. It's so cool. 
very simplistic styled uh, potting too, like like a, similar to the one I just saw with you. You just have the soil. It's like you know what I mean. Yeah. Well, this one I like. I like uh, oh, is that topsoil or is it? It's a. It's like a slate top dressing. Oh, it's a top dressing. Okay. Yeah. It's just like really dark. Very cool. Hell yeah. Aerial carpus. Aerial carpus moment. Yeah. Hell yeah. Aerial carpus love baby. Shout out variegated Troy. Yeah, shout out very good in Troy, dude. I'll, I'll I love it that here guy. so you can see it. And then I have this um, this Copiapoa. It's um, Humilis, I think. Mm. Yeah, so mm-hmm. this one I picked up uh, from Rome Cactus's pop up in San Jose in April. Oh, you went? Yeah, shout out Rome Cactus. That guy's that guy's super cool. I think he was talking about that. Um, when you guys were on together. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Was it coincidental or like that you were out there or did you uh, go out so, there just to, to support? No. So one of my friends was having an album release. Mm. And so it like lined up with like his um, his pop-up. Uh, so I, I made a point to go and visit. It was at like some sheep shearing event. Uh, so yeah, actually it's pretty funny. Um his name is Rami, like a like a ram. The plant, the plant's name is yeah. Rami. Yeah, Ramiro. Awesome. <laughs> yeah. I like that you named him. Yeah, he's the only one that has a name. Oh, only one. Yeah. See, Rome and... Cactus. He named the, the you know the only cactus that he's named in his collection. Yeah, he thought it was like such a cute idea. And then I have this other Godzilla. It still has the seeds in there. This is from a Cactus Update. I won a raffle and, or not a raffle, sorry. Um, can you see it? Yeah. Yeah. See it. Um, I won a giveaway and it also came with a shirt. Two giveaway wins that you just mentioned? Yeah. <laughs> I've only won once, I think. That's awesome. I have like, I have like a pretty good luck stat, I guess. <laughs> Blessing plus five. So Awesome. Yeah, we just got that cactus coral one, a Rome cactus one. Me, Rome cactus, and psychedelic ninja, and then a bunch of people. I think there's like ten winners. I just got the the piece of uh, Argentinensis uh, little cutting that he sent. Oh, I remember that giveaway. Yeah. yeah, they're based out of California too, right? Yeah, they have like a. I, I've never been, but they have a fantastic property in the valley that's been there for like I want to say like almost a hundred years or something like that, uh, mm. and gigantic columnar and all kinds of stuff i want to go check it out and, and metal artwork uh whoever's oh, cool. property that was did installations i think something like that that's super cool yeah our dream like my wife and i's dream one day is to like be able to have a backyard because we live in a townhome mm-hmm. and so all my plants are grown under uh uh like a, a micro light have you heard of micro uh-uh uh, they're really yeah, they're a really good uh, UK-based uh, grow light uh-huh. company, and it's for like marijuana. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah I figured like maybe you might know, but uh, they're really good, and it has like a pretty like high level of red, so uh-huh. that way like it could help with flowering. Awesome. Um, but I have like a very limited space. It's like a two by two, so I've only got a couple of plants. But I'm planning on building a shelf and then getting another grow light. Mm, what's it like outside uh, by you? There's nowhere <laughs> to put them. Uh, oh, outside I have like, uh, well, it's like a communal, like outdoor area. Mm, mm, mm. area. So like, yeah, uh, it's like, well, I, I don't want to move my camera, but, okay. 
Uh, it's it's like almost like a like a woody area. Let me just do my blind. Sure. Let's see. It's kind of Yeah, I can see it now. But it's like a facade of like a like a woods area, but there's like these townhome buildings everywhere. That sounds cool. Yeah. So like, if you look outside the window, it's really nice. Yeah. But there's nowhere to put like a greenhouse. Sure. Sure. I feel that. I uh, see. I want to end up like you, like you grew up on a ranch. Is our dream for sure. We would love to have like some property or something like that, man. That's awesome. I think uh, like Bakersfield would be like yeah it's a your most like yeah. likely area that you could probably find land. Maybe there's, like North North Cal too. There's some places still out in Joshua Tree like land where there's no power, there's no running water. We even see there's places in Topanga, and then I'm we're looking at Arizona. I think most likely gonna go to arizona and just try something new could be temporary yeah. i don't know I've, um i heard you guys i think it was a uh, uh sun sunrise cactus mm-hmm. right mm-hmm. yeah you guys were talking about like the exodus with like people moving in there yeah uh, from california and then like but people are moving out again is that true is that what you guys were talking about people are moving out of california you're sorry out of out of Arizona, like back oh, to California. Oh, I think you did say that there are people <laughs> that are going. Yeah, and I've heard some stories on like NPR and stuff of people that that bounced and then came back and stuff like that. I mean, it is it's weird. It depends on where you live. If you live in suburbia, it's fine. Nothing has really changed in California, suburban wise, unless you're really outraged by politics. But I, I mean, there's not a whole lot of politics that actually affects my life on a day to day basis, or that I allow to affect mm-hmm. my life on a on a day to day basis. Like on the mental, you mean? Yeah, yeah. And, uh, but nonetheless, uh, yeah, the cities are, are getting rough, man. It's, it's a crisis. Uh, the amount of people on the streets is outrageous and it's just, I mean, it's fucked up, man. That that's the one thing that does bother me is when I see billions of dollars being poured into other things and nothing being done for the people that are on the streets. That that's that's like the one thing, if I could change things around here. Uh, that it would be it for sure yeah i totally agree like actually the there's like a lot of gentrification going on in my hometown Mm. um so my hometown is edinburgh but there's like a like i said it's part of like the rio grande valley there's another town called brownsville and so spacex moved into there Mm. and so there's a lot of older people um like being kicked out of their homes and then a bunch of like uh people from well everywhere uh coming in and buying all those like all their homes for super cheap um i think like the median the median income in that whole like area the whole rio grande is like only 40k Mm. yeah and these people are coming in with like 120k salaries like just buying shit up uh yeah it's it's fucked up, man. It's fucked up. We live in like a corporate world, and like, yeah, the rich keep getting richer, and the poor keep getting poorer. Life is fucking really difficult right now, and uh, I I can't imagine because just how much I've been affected by it. I can't imagine anybody that has lesser means trying to survive in this time. With art, we have seven dollar gas right now. That's crazy. <laughs> Six ninety something. Like you're, you're we're gonna go through two of the worst years we've had in our lifetime and then we're gonna have to pay seven dollars for gas plus food the groceries are incredible i spend 200 bucks and i like barely fill my cart now 
Yeah, dude. Oh that's the way God, it is out here too. What is happening? <laughs> it's it's fucked up too because like like these these stores. Okay, let's talk about gas first. <laughs> okay. So people like I've read that like yeah, gas is getting more expensive because like people are saying like oh like it's more expensive to make a barrel. But like I, I saw that Exxon made over three hundred percent profit this year on yeah. their gas. So like. Are they really like straining to pull gas out? I don't know. Yeah, I agree with um, that. And then as for groceries, like I work in a grocery store. Like mm. that's that's what I do uh, full time. Uh, like they like they could change the prices freely, right? Mm-hmm. But it's fucked up that like our time still has the same dollar value to them. So like right. shit's not right, and like that needs to that needs to change. And I believe like it's not up to politics it's up to like the people and like the people that like really run this country like you and i like these people run this world Mm. you know and like uh, uh, it's a whole i know we're pulling on the heartstrings (laughs) of people though because i mean look it's it's a fact and you know god bless you if you're not uh struggling right now but i know the majority of us are you know hell yeah dude it's yeah. tough yeah and like even though i work at a grocery store like there's other people that work at the same store that have like an even harder time yeah and it's like i really i really want things to change very soon i work at like a grocery I have, store too now <laughs> that's cool. yeah i mean like it, it's you do what you gotta do i started working so throughout the pandemic i was working from home on my art mm-hmm. and then also um like doing some like uh like production assistant stuff from my friend's uh, music studio mm-hmm. um so like i didn't work for two years and my wife was working in like uh health communications for the county of santa clara okay uh so like they they kind of like were like the breadwinner mm. Um, but then I started going to the doctor because I got diagnosed with PTSD mm. um, and ADHD, uh, which is like ADHD was the answer to a lot of my problems that I had growing up. Mm. Like I, I couldn't focus, blah, blah, blah. But anyway, double whammy so, though. That's a, that's a double whammy to get hit with. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And like a lot of that has a, um, like comorbid, a, a lot of those two, sorry, those two diagnoses have comorbidities like depression, anxiety, mm-hmm. and all that. So it just like snowballs. So I was like, okay, fuck, we need health insurance. And we were paying like $800 a month for both my wife's and I, for both of our health insurance from the marketplace. Like, I don't know if you do marketplace place health insurance. I have um, Medi-Cal. Like- yeah, dude, I used to have Medi-Cal when I, when I lived in, in San Jose. And like, it, honestly, like it slaps, like sometimes if you're not like dealing with some serious issues but anyway uh so i was like no this is like too much money because like i was paying eight hundred dollars just for like the monthly fee Mm -hmm. and then per appointment for like a psych i was paying 120 bucks monthly insurance with insurance with insurance and then plus the meds so that's almost like that's more than a thousand dollars a month uh just to get like my basic needs taken care of so I was like, oh, fuck, I guess, I guess I should like get a job. So, yeah. uh, the grocery store that I work at has really good benefits. Mm-hmm. Uh, it sucks that I need to work to like get those benefits, but, um, 
yeah, I, I don't pay too much now. Uh, so, I, I was going to say, how did you feel about the mental health care that you were receiving uh, with that policy and paying that much out of pocket? Was it adequate? Yeah, yeah, I would say so. Um, so, like, I don't go to, like, a talk therapist. Okay. Uh, I go to just a, a, a psychiatrist. I think that's, like, uh-huh. Uh-huh. the medical, like, they, they, they write prescriptions. Doctors, yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, so, like, they had me, like, take, like, a... Um, like a gene test oh, wow. to see which um, which medicines my liver could metabolize first. So they wouldn't be like throwing like random medicines at me mm-hmm. and like uh, they wanted to make sure like what they were going to give me was um, was working. Um, but like that test was so expensive. I bet. It was like 350 bucks. But then <laughs> I was like, I wrote like a like a letter to them and said basically i was like i'm too poor like i can't afford this so they're like okay just don't pay wow and they they like reduce the the fee to zero mm, that's awesome um, yeah because and the reason why i was able to get away with that was because at the time i wasn't working um and only my wife was mm. so yeah they were like okay cool uh just don't worry about it yeah my my, um, my experience with the with the medical med- med- mental health care here and medical medical everything has been garbage just to be like perfectly frank about it i i did a couple things like um when i got diagnosed with ptsd in halloween 2019 i did a six month intensive trauma outpatient program and, oh outpatient and uh yeah, that's usually trauma. pretty pricey yeah it, it was free but mm-hmm. um I found it to not be very useful. Uh, I found the modality of doing that not to be very useful. I didn't see any improvement. Uh, and it's not like I'm not just being like negative. The, the care was pretty bad. A lot of them were kind of like would treat you like a social worker that has uh, became burnt out on treating patients and doesn't really care. You're just kind of like a number kind of thing. And... Uh, it's been really hard. And then I bounced around. I did that for six months and then I bounced around from therapist to therapist via Medi-Cal. And, uh, ultimately now I'm paying cash. Uh, I found a place that I like and it's a hundred dollars sliding scale. Some of the bottom of the sliding scale, uh, it's the cheapest you could get it for a hundred dollars for a session. And then I pay $600 now for, uh, ketamine treatments. And that's gets very pricey. And, uh, the, uh, the treatment modality calls for like, two treatments a week for four weeks generally is like mm-hmm. the regular. So that, I don't know what that adds up to be about $8,000 or, uh, yeah, something like that. That's ridiculous. $500 <laughs> twice a week. So a thousand bucks a week for four weeks, $4,000, you know? Um, so it's tough that like people like us that need it have to spend money that we don't have, uh, to try to get care, you know? And I think yep. that that's, definitely contributing to the large numbers of people that are on the street mentally ill. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And like, if you, if you do pay attention to like the people that are on the street, like you could kind of tell, like they do have some kind of mental illness Mm -hmm. and maybe along the line, like they couldn't keep up with like their treatment and then they ended up getting kicked out of like wherever they were living. It's Mm -hmm. fucked up. Yeah. (sighs) But whatever. Let's talk. (laughs) Not whatever. Like I strive for a change. 
Yeah. Well, and, uh, hopefully that we can do that by talking. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. Like talking about it and bringing things to light. Like, I really think that's a, an important uh, duty uh, if you really want to like change things and like not to be scared, like to like bring things up, even if like, you know, the person that you're talking with may, may be abrasive or not, or have like different, you know, beliefs than you like mm. just maybe, um, what works for me is like just accepting that they will have different beliefs and like the goal of the conversation is not to like try and change them, but yeah. just to like talk about it. Because, like, awareness really does do a lot of work. Mm. You know, it's like a ripple effect. You're absolutely right. Uh, human to human, it, especially when you can get past those barriers that keep a lot of people divi- divided. And you seem like the type that can. And uh, I think that's something we've accomplished here is all these different people from different walks of life. I haven't found too many, like, argumentative people. or <laughs> uh, You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, that's awesome, man. And uh, PTSD, can we talk about it? Word. Uh, so PTSD, so some of it I can't talk about legally. Okay, that's fine. That's fine. <laughs> um, but basically, so when I was younger, I was abused sexually. Mm. Um, it happened like around the time I was 12. Um, but like it happened for like a period of time. And, you know, fast forward to like 2019, 2018, I worked for a company that um, exposed me to like these things visually, Mm -hmm. uh, like on like a daily basis. Mm -hmm. And then there was like a class action lawsuit. Mm -hmm. And so I was like, all the people who worked for that company Oh, I know um, what company you're talking about now. Okay. Yeah. Can't talk about I it. Though. I understand. I understand. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, yeah, we were part of, like, that big uh, class action lawsuit. So that that's also why I went to go to the doc, to the psych, mm-hmm. to, like, be like, uh, yes, this is what happened. I need treatment for this. Mm. So, yeah. So, like, it was a, a culmination of, like, what happened to me in my youth mm-hmm. and then like the the bandage reopening yeah and like just seeing that stuff again um so yeah living with it uh on a day-to-day basis um well one let's talk about something positive really quick uh in regard to ptsd is the promising treatments that are coming out now and um i won't try to convince people like we were just talking about but i would like it if people would be open-minded and look into the research that's being done with specifically psychedelics and uh, its implications for PTSD. Uh, I would go as far as to say that MDMA has been proven to be a cure for some people. Uh, We don't know what the long-term effects will be yet um, because it just, the studies aren't that old, you know? So um, I personally found that it can come back uh, Mm -hmm. if you re-expose yourself to trauma. Yeah. Um, so, you know, that's they definitely don't uh, treat people that are actively being abused or anything like that. This is not something that we want to just dive into, but I do think it's really promising. And uh, I'd like to ask you, um, what is it like living with that? Because it's an invisible wound. 
Like I couldn't look at you and say he has PTSD unless I watched your symptoms like exhibiting. If you started presenting symptoms like, you know, scanning the room and stuff like that. Um, oh, yeah, for sure. Yeah. Uh, so it's kind of like, like I said, I have like a couple of like diagnoses, right? Like mm-hmm. so the ADHD along with the anxiety and the PTSD, I used to constantly like be aware of like who is around. I would like on the city streets, like in San Jose, like um, there's like a lot of people walking on the streets. I used to live downtown. Mm-hmm. I would like make eye contact with people and like they would see it as like an aggressive gesture, but yeah. like I was like kind of like protecting myself mm-hmm. even though there wasn't a, a real threat. Mm-hmm. Um, and so after my wife kind of like helped me out with that, like helped me like see what I was doing. Cause like, I didn't have any like feedback from anyone, like, yeah, like on what I would do. Like, uh-huh. cause before I moved to San Jose, I was in like a deep, 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 deep depression. Like I would just be at home. I wouldn't talk to my parents. Like I would just be in my room. Mm-hmm. Um, so once I moved to San Jose, like my wife was like, yo, like you need to chill. And they're, like, a, a really cool level-headed person. And they, like, explained to me, like, the things that I was doing and, like, the patterns they saw. And for a long time, I was in denial that I would do any of that. Mm-hmm. And then I was, like, I kind of, like, stepped back. I don't know exactly what happened. Um, but I stepped back and I was, like, yo, that's right. Like, I do do all these things that they mentioned. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I guess it was just, like, because I have so much trust in my wife. Yeah. Um, that like I finally listened. Um, it's kind of like like when you adopt a dog with anxiety mm. or like one that has been like abused. Mm. Um, they they kind of take a while to, to like, warm up. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so it used to. Um, uh, what's the word? <laughs> I kind of have like forgetfulness right now. That's okay. Uh, it used to come out as like anger yeah. or like uh being abrasive Mm. um but now it kind of like shows up as my insomnia Mm. and my nightmares Mm. um and like sometimes a little bit of like low self-esteem yeah um which is why i actually don't really post too much on instagram um even though like i feel like i'm very active because like i'm communicating with people but like people don't see a lot of my own work they will now yeah they will now for sure for sure um especially because i'm doing a print of a shirt i'm gonna do my uh metal aerocarpus shirt Mm. or my metal aerocarpus design as a t-shirt and then it's gonna have the uh, species localities in the back kind of like a tour date rad um so yeah i don't know i really love metal awesome Um, yeah i love all kinds of music uh but anyway so we'll go back to to, we'll go back to music later let's go go back to music later for sure uh so back to ptsd um so i mentioned nightmares yeah. uh like insomnia a little bit of depression can i ask you something or, how did it feel yeah. to be understood when you realized because i remember the exact moment that somebody saw a therapist saw me exhibiting and was like yep that's PTSD, Garrett. You definitely have PTSD. Uh, and was like, she's like, you're scanning the room. I, somebody walked by outside of the room and you didn't even notice, but your head turned and you were listening to where they're going and you're scanning the room, like clearly exhibiting signs of hypervigilance and everything you're reporting clear as day. 
this is what you have. So I heard you say that somebody uh, was having trouble keeping up just because mentally I'm not that great right now. But uh, you said something about some someone um, realizing or seeing you exhibit symptoms. Did you feel that moment of understanding, like somebody understood? Do you know what yeah, I'm talking so about? Yeah, so I mentioned like my wife like yeah. uh, would mention that. But at first I was in denial. Uh-huh. So like I was like no 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 that's just the way I am like right. this, I have to like prepare like uh-huh. you know something bad is gonna happen, yeah. um, and then afterwards I was like no this this makes sense mm-hmm. like it makes sense why I'm like this mm-hmm. and um, it I didn't really feel like seen until years after like I kind of like let those symptoms go because like I would exhibit those symptoms like far before. I worked at that company mm-hmm. like so I've had it my yeah. my whole life but then it like increased mm-hmm. and then developed into insomnia after I worked there mm-hmm. um but actually I was I felt more seen when I went to the therapist and they're like yeah you have ADHD because mm. uh, like they mentioned like um that like like because what happened how how my sorry how i acknowledged that i had adhd was also my wife again uh so like i was reading a page of a book and it i read it like 10 times over the same page and it wouldn't stick mm. and my wife was like are you sure you don't have adhd mm. and i was like um yeah like i'm not like hyper i don't like jump around and do all that shit and i'm like i'm like a chill dude you know like but then i started like thinking like oh I do have ADHD. Like, it's hard for me to, like, complete all this, like, artwork that I have. Because, like, I have a closet that's on this side. And, like, there's tons of canvases, like, nearly complete. Like, just of, like, works that have, like, unlimited potential. Mm. And then same thing with, like, my computer. Like, I mentioned I uh, wrote music. There's so many, like, incomplete songs. There are probably, like, at least a thousand. Mm. Um, yeah, I, I am, like, I'm pretty most, like... I dabble in like different like yeah. I'd like to acknowledge styles. you're multi-talented because I listen to your music, which we're going to use. We're going to use for the intro, and I find a lot of mentally ill people to be that way. Uh, very mm. multi-talented and very passionate artists. So maybe when you are actually able to complete a piece, uh, it turns out fantastic. Oh uh, yeah. So uh, so yeah. So now I take uh, Adderall. Uh-huh. Um, I take the minimum dose, mm-hmm. which is ten. And that's a extended release. Mm. And so for the longest time, again, like, as I mentioned, I was reluctant to admit that I had ADHD. And it took me from the beginning of the pandemic up until early this January to be like, okay, I need to get medicated. Mm. Um, so uh, after that, I was like, yo, this works. This is what it feels like to be like regular, like a... <laughs> Yeah, yeah. And, like, I I always felt behind, like, with my peers, like, Mm. like, whether it was, like, in school or, like, fellow artists, like, they were always able to complete their work. Um, And, like, after I took my meds, I was like, yo, like, this is pretty sweet. I could complete all the work that I need to. I don't feel bad. Like, there's no, like, trippy effect on me because, like, uh, how ADHD works is, like, you have a lack of dopamine in your brain right Mm -hmm. so the adderall like stimulates like that area um so like when people without adhd take it they they feel like euphoric and stuff Mm -hmm. but for me it's like this kind of like calmness yeah um and like 
steady like steady thinking versus like a 3d thinking i like to tell people i think in 3d without my meds mm. i'd like to relate to you for a moment um because i think that's a common thing uh people are in denial of of something that they might be experiencing and i've seen it in a lot of people that i care about they'll be explaining something that's going on with them mentally and i'm like diagnosing them in my head even though i'm not like a professional <laughs> mental health professional uh we all do that <laughs> right uh and so um he, i think hearing symptoms be described firsthand could be very useful for people that might be not quite not even necessarily in denial but not informed that they may be suffering with this right um like ptsd the number one cause of ptsd is car accidents how many people have been in car accidents? Everyone. Quite a few. Huh? Yeah, right? That's the number one cause of PTSD. Uh, before war, <laughs> before mm. incarceration, and yeah. all these other factors in society that are trauma childhood neglect even. Have you heard of CPTSD? Complex PTSD? No, It's a but new term. It's a new term. What? What? Do you, do you know enough to like elaborate on it? Yeah, uh, a little. I mean, I've read about it. I have a CPTSD book. So complex PTSD is when somebody doesn't have necessarily identifiable traumas uh, because the trauma was ran so deep that mm. and it goes really, really far back. And, um, and it goes down to the point of defining trauma as neglect, uh, childhood neglect, um, mm -hmm. you know, verbal abuse, uh, all of those things that, you know, make or break a child. Uh, if you're if you're lacking that growing up, and you were in a eight year long abusive relationship, and you know, you're codependent on your one of your parents in an unhealthy way. All of those things. There's and then you got alcoholism and addiction. Um, so now we're because if they when they ask you like. Can, can you tell me your trauma? Like, let's, let's do a trauma assessment with a mental health professional. And you're like, where do I start? <laughs> yeah. Okay. So that makes sense. CPTSD is an umbrella of all of those things that you described um, together and uh, often has a co-occurring depression or whatever. But uh, I think it's the hardest form to treat because it's complex, right? It's a great way mm -hmm. to describe it. I like the term. So a lot of therapists are actually dismissive of the term. It has not been entered into the DSM yet. So it's not an actual diagnosis, but uh, more modern new age uh, mental health workers do believe that it's a thing. And I definitely do. And um, there's an interesting TED talk, uh, an African-American woman. I can't remember what her name is, but she talks about... Uh, Trauma being the number one killer in America because, uh, as she found in her research, when you're exposed to high levels of trauma, adversity is what she refers to it as. And they have uh, an assessment that they can take. And it's like, was your one of your parents an alcoholic? Was there domestic violence in your house? ACEs. It's called an ACE score. And mm -hmm. um, if you have a high ACE score, you're more likely to develop heart disease, cancer, all these things medically later on in life mm. you're like way more likely to end up with disease like hep c because you're more likely to become an addict and mm. uh, it, it's a big factor i think in actual medical illness as well is 
from being exposed to high levels of adversity as a child. So it, it's really cool that we're we're finding more information about this, right? And and learning yeah. and finding new tools to treat it, man. And thank you for sharing that and for having the courage to share. Like I, I don't feel like uh, I've had a lot of really open conversations like this one that we're having right now on this yeah. show. <laughs> yeah, I, uh, I I listened to like. I've listened to like at least like thirty percent mm. of the the podcast, and like it is like really deep most of the time, at least from the ones that I listen to. Um, but so that helped me like be like, okay, like should I talk about like what happened to me? Like, because mm. um, like I was talking about this with my wife. I was like, should I bring up that I I was like abused when I was younger? Like. And, like, the point of it, the, the reason why I thought of it was because, like, one, like, we're talking about how, like, plants heal and, like, yeah. like before this, like, I went on a hike to, like, clear my head. And I was, like, it was a six-mile hike with, like, a bunch of trees, and that usually, like, clears me. Um, and that's how I would, like, medicate myself before I uh, I started getting on meds, you know. Mm. Um, but, uh, sorry, what, what was it? Nature is medicine. Oh, yeah. That, yeah. For sure. We were talking about uh, relating because uh, some of the conversations have been deep. You related and that you you were using nature as medicine. Yeah. And then so I wanted to like I wanted to talk about like or to bring up that I was sexually abused. So that way it could be put out there. And then like maybe there's other cis looking men that have been abused and they won't feel so afraid to talk about it. Yeah. Um, so yeah, thank like, you. thanks for, for letting me talk about that. <laughs> thank you for, for having the courage to talk about that. And, um, yeah, I think that's a lot more common than we realize too. And, um, yeah, I can't imagine the weight that you've been carrying, uh, all these years from something like that. It's, you know, yeah, it took me like, uh, it took me almost 10 years to like tell anybody about yeah. it too. Um, like I mentioned, like it happened like when I was like 11 or 12. Um, but then like, after I told a few friends, like, I was like, okay, I feel okay now. Like I still felt okay, but there was like that reopening that happened after I worked at that place. <laughs> I think you're taking the power away from it by doing this. So like yeah. yesterday I made a post on close friends, right? You saw it. Mm-hmm. Uh, I won't dive into the details of it, but that alone was a huge release for me huge release for me like i just felt so much better because i finally just got it out you know and uh it's useful the podcast has been a tool for that for me as well is yeah being transparent about where i'm at in life i've been hiding from it for the last six months Mm -hmm. and so i wasn't myself because i'm burying everything this isn't happening this isn't happening (laughs) uh so yeah, man. I hope it. I hope. I hope it inspires people, and I hope that it, in turn, does something for you. Um, and yeah. it's doing something for me, <laughs> for sure. Or yeah, this this podcast is like definitely inspiring. Not just like with like people's walks of life, but like with just I don't know. Like for example, like uh, where's that? So this this sticker like came to light because uh, of the big cactus rescue. 
mm-hmm. uh, episode, and he was talking about how metal, like an areocarpus, looks. And like as soon as I I heard that, I like came up with this in my head, and I was like, I was like, that's it. This is gonna be a thing, mm-hmm. and and there it is. So yeah, it's like a I don't know. Every I, I believe that everything you do in life, as long as it's like verbalized or like acted upon, like has a ripple effect and. If you like generate that like positive vibes, like how you were talking about earlier, like you just mentioned, like you were feeling like negative vibes, mm-hmm. uh, it like kind of like bounces all throughout your house and like your Seinfeld and like all that, mm-hmm. all that stuff happened. Mm-hmm. Well, if you could do the same thing with good vibes, yes. And uh, if you do enough good vibes, like good things happen. Yeah, I'm in the middle of of chasing the dark clouds away, and uh, I call it like spiritual warfare. Uh, mm. And it's definitely a phenomenon that I experience in my life. And my partner, who is agnostic, uh, has started to believe in it, too, because of what we've seen with energy in myself, energy in the house, uh, those kinds of things. Uh, And so we're an hour, 15 minutes. I'm happy to keep going for another 30 minutes at least, but or at most, whatever, something like that. But I do want to ask you about... um, plants and art how how they tie together in your life what's the what's the what, is there a connection there uh so right now most of my art is inspired by cactus um like even the or not just cactus but like nature in general like even the uh that pokemon illustration that i posted for like the illustration contest like unfortunately like that one didn't win but it was like a bulbasaur which is like a grass type yeah um, so like, I don't know, nature and plants, uh, definitely have a lot of influence on my work. Like even like this, the Areocarpus, like it's, it appears to be like a Godzilla, but like, mm-hmm. it's still a plant, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, my wife says like, I spent a lot of money on plants, but I'm like, no, it's like, it helps me. Yeah. It, it helps me create this vibe, um, so yeah, just like going out on like hikes and like hanging out with like the trees, like just like observing like what they look like, how they feel, how you feel like when you're near them, like that inspires like a lot of my art. Mm. Um, and then like, let's see, I don't know, just just being around plants. It sounds like, like really... no, it sounds like the plants are are part of you, right? Would you would you agree with that? Uh. Yeah, I mean, I would say, like, the the energy, like, I do feel, like, a connection with them, mm-hmm. but I feel like we have, like, our own little, like, energies and, like, it's, like, reciprocated, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, I feel that way with animals, too, actually. Mm-hmm. Um, not particularly pets, um, but, like, wild, wild animals, like, snakes yeah. in general. Yeah. Like, I have a lot of dreams about snakes. Mm-hmm. Um particularly rattlesnakes and one time in november uh like i remember it was november because it was cold i had a dream that a rattlesnake uh a dead rattlesnake bit my ankle Mm. and then the next day keep in mind it's cold there was a baby rattlesnake at my doorstep wow yeah i was like what are the odds of this this is crazy uh so i just like gently moved it out of the way and i don't really like to kill like uh uh like native plants and stuff if it was like invasive like yeah i probably still wouldn't kill it but yeah i would have it honestly well i mean everything you're saying and my based on our conversation it 
appears that you would be what they call an empathic human being for sure. Um, and I would argue uh, that there's like some psychic abilities that are too uh, seeing something before it happens. Uh, and I'm sure that's not the only time that that's happened in your life. Like you've yeah, for, definitely a lot not. Of things like that happen. Yeah. Oh yeah. Um, like in high school, one time I had a dream that I was um, my classmate and then I had a dream about their whole day, their whole day. Right. And I was, I woke up and I was like, wow, that felt like real, like, but that wasn't me. And then the next day I asked them like, Hey, did you do this and this and this? And like, did you wait specifically here for like someone's mom to return? And they were like, yeah, what the heck? Like, how did you know that? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, since I've only had one dream like that. Um, but like other times, like, I could kind of like um, feel like people, like people's vibe. And yeah. like, I could tell like if they're like really nice people or like they're malicious. Yeah. Um, so yeah, it's, it's like a gift and a curse. Sometimes it's wrong <laughs> and that's when it's a curse. <laughs> yeah. Cause maybe I like over project or something. Right. It, it, our intuition can, can, uh, give us the wrong idea for sure it can and especially when you have like mental illness happening at the same time you, it's hard to sometimes differentiate between like what's like a, maybe a spiritual gift and what is you know your mind playing tricks on you or whatever but um that's so cool my my partner one time i just thought of this story we were in joshua tree in an airbnb with her best friend that they have like this crazy connection with and i i feel very connected to him as well uh she, they were talking about his ex that hasn't, he hasn't talked to in 10 years. She says, well, how weird would it be if he just texted you right now out of the blue for mm -hmm. the first time in 10 years? And they're laughing and laughing. He freaking texted him. I believe it, man. <laughs> he texted him like minutes later. And I'm like, hold on. Do you realize we were on psychedelics for sure? But mm -hmm. I, I was like, do you realize you just predicted the future? Like literally just predicted the future. That's not. I don't think that's a coincidence. Like that's mm. bizarre. Someone hasn't texted, talked to you in ten years, and mm. suddenly, you know, someone says it out loud and it happens. It's crazy. Yeah, I think that's what they call synchronicity. Yes. Um, uh -huh. So I'm a firm believer in synchronicity. Um, just like the the whole rattlesnake thing that I was telling you about. Yeah. Um, and that's usually like a sign when you're on like the right path. Yeah. Yeah, man. Mm, the right path. <laughs> sometimes, <sighs> sometimes, even though it may seem like things are tough, you could still be on the right path. You just have to, like, get the message that the universe is telling you. I, I believe At least, it. That's what I feel. I believe it. Because yesterday, I also think this is a synchronicity. I, I said what I said. And I've been working on myself, you know, uh, using psychedelic substances to assist as well and be transparent about that. But, um, after I did that yesterday, I wrote that yesterday. Uh, I got an email from, this is just something I want to talk to you about that person representing the guy that created the plant wave. And uh, yeah. that to me, anytime that happens, I get reached out to you because all of those bigger named guests that I've had, I didn't chase them down. They reached out to me. And so anytime that happens, I'm like, okay, I'm doing good. <laughs> I'm yeah. doing good again. Like, yeah, man. you know what I mean? And it was like really solidified me on the decisions that I made. And I actually had a tarot card um, 
two days ago that my partner got me a little three pack of tarot cards and one of them said all of it ended up aligning with what's happening right now but one of them said you may have to defend your decisions in the coming days or something like that and i had caught wind of something somebody said about me and that's really what inspired that post i might have made the post anyways but um it was really interesting to see that that card said that and yeah i did have to do that um in other areas of my life as well um so it's a beautiful part of life if you can tap yeah. into that just gotta listen to like listen to to what's around you yeah. and pay attention i don't know if you saw my like story earlier um I almost stepped on a copperhead snake. <laughs> no. Yeah, while I was on the trail, I was like, wow, if I wasn't paying attention, like I would have definitely stepped on that little guy. Like right. and he potentially could have bit me. <laughs> yeah. Um, but I just like scootered him out of the way. So lesson is pay attention. Yeah. Yeah. Um so how do you design your art? Uh, what are you using? Are you drawing on a tablet or something? Yeah, so I am using my little iPad. I have an iPad Air. This is like a 2019. Uh-huh. Um, and we went on a lot of topics today. I love it. Uh, we're, <laughs> uh, this is the longest episode I've ever done so far, and we're still going. If you're okay with it, if you have time. Uh, yeah, that's cool. Yeah, I, I have the day off. Okay. So, cool. yeah, thankfully... Thankfully, that's cool. I'm probably going to go to like a brewery with one of my friends later, though. Yeah, no, I'm going to wrap up soon, for sure. I'd... Word. Uh, yeah, so I use Procreate, and actually, this is a commission for, hold on, me. I don't awesome, know if you can dude. see that. Yeah, I can see it. Uh, maybe I could send you the art, and you could like no, that's what I was saying. In. I would like to put it in the intro or something, or in the outro. Yeah, so I don't, this hasn't been released yet, but it's for the Goblin Room, Adam. Yeah. Yeah, he's he's pretty sick. I, I love him. He uh, he really like helped me out uh, when I first did the the metal aerocarpus and like included me in one of the giveaways and like I was like wow like I'm growing my following organically. Um, but yeah, so I use Procreate and I've been using that for uh, let's see since 20, 2019. But I didn't start using it heavily until like. 21 using it heavily like a drug <laughs> it really is because like i love to draw um were you on paper before that yeah so i i would use copic markers mm-hmm. um they're like uh alcohol-based markers okay um but i liked that there wasn't any waste and i could like take my ipad anywhere mm-hmm. um because like like i mentioned i have adhd like sometimes i draw shit and then like it doesn't become anything and then like it just turns into like a piece of paper on the floor. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, so I started using Procreate and it's like easier to use than like some of the uh, the other tablets out there. Um, like the Wacom tablet, because like you need like a glove and like certain certain like program and it's just not very intuitive, but mm-hmm. Procreate is really cheap. It's like 10 bucks. The iPad's like a little pricey. Mm. I think this one was like 500 bucks. Um, but yeah, so I use that and then I have this, like, um, the screen, it's not really a screen protector, but it's, it's called paper-like and it kind of like emulates like the surface Mm. of what paper is. So when you like drag your pen across the tablet, it kind of makes like a, 
like a paper noise. I don't know if you could hear Does it. Does it enhance the way that the pen shows up on the on the actual iPad itself as well? No, but for me, the feeling. it it feels easier. The the haptic or like the tactile yeah. response is is better, and just like it's just the overall better feeling. That's beautiful. Um, yeah, just like when you're making music, like you kind of want a a little like controller to play with, so that way yeah. you can feel it versus just programming it in. Yeah, that's cool, man. We have so many things in common. You're uh, very alike, and uh, I find a lot of the artists in the community are that way and it's it's a beautiful thing and I, I think that you are a very gifted and talented artist i mean when i look at the details of your work like i should have talked to you a long time ago but this is the timing that it worked out and uh, i'm glad that we got to do this because it, it's yeah you're i see i see uh, bright things in the space of art and music um if you stick to those things for sure, I don't know uh, what your success is like now. You could be already, you know, I don't know. I don't know a lot about you, but I, I think that uh, you're very gifted. Uh, Thanks. Yeah. Well, I have a couple of friends in high places, uh, but like, so sometimes things tell me like continue to like go through music, but I think right now I really resonate with like this art, this illustration wave that I'm, that I'm on. I can see that. I can see that for sure. Yeah. Awesome. Um, but I do plan on sticking with, with art, uh, whether it be music or illustration, just however I feel. <laughs> cool. All right. I think, I think we're good. I think we're good. Yeah, I think that's good. Hopefully, like, it wasn't too heavy of a combo for people. And <laughs> No, I, I have a feeling these are the kind of the episodes that, that I, I get the most messages about, for sure. And I'm very grateful for your time. Thank you so much, man. You caught me Thanks, on, a, on a good day too. You caught me on a great day. I hope like, hope your vibe is like a little brighter. Yeah, no, for sure. <laughs> it usually is after a podcast, but especially today, not recently it hasn't been. So <laughs> thank you for that. And thank you for the breathing exercise and um, for being willing to share your art and your story. Um, I would love to include whatever we're going to put your song on it. And um, I'll talk to you about like something after this about uh like if, if in for some reason like uh there's financial uh finances in the future that um say this episode somehow one day episodes start making money everyone that's been a guest on this podcast especially i just wanted people to know that i will share anything like that royalties or uh and the goal is to eventually because uh, I do feel like people should be compensated for sharing their themselves oh, yeah. and their art, <laughs> all of us. And this is a community and it's something that we could accomplish together, all of us, um, with the right energy. And, uh, you know, maybe I'm going to do annual fundraisers. I don't know. But um, I'm hoping that people seeing that I'm doing better will uh, inspire them to uh, contribute a little more in in the uh fundraiser that i have going right now because it is yeah. going straight to guests it's going to go straight to guests it's going to go straight to the equipment and uh ideally being mobile is the biggest goal like if i could go to people in their spaces like if i had a part of my cactus in his greenhouse with a mobile setup would be amazing That'd be sick dude right yeah yeah hopefully hopefully it does like end up like that or well, whichever way the universe wants. It's not um, about that by any means, but I can't do it on my own. I can't. Word. You know what I mean? Yeah. 
Yeah, I, I donated to the, what is it called? The GoGo? Or... Indiegogo. Thank you. Indiegogo, yeah. If you are listening to this, donate to the If Plants Could Talk Indiegogo. Like, it doesn't, you don't have to do like a huge donation. Ten bucks, five bucks. Yeah, it's ten cool. bucks, five bucks. Like, yeah. you're all good. Like, everything helps. And, you know, if you're, if you're buying like coffee, like, you could, you could donate. <laughs> if everybody that listened to the podcast yesterday donated $10, I would go beyond my goal. <laughs> So, Heck yeah. uh, please, if you can, thank you. And thank you for, for saying that. Yeah. No worries. Good. All right. No palito dot arte. Paul. No palito dot arte. Woo. Love you guys. Peace. If everyone could please like review and subscribe to the podcast, I would appreciate that greatly. Have a great day. Bye.